Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <sighs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review another excellent episode <laughs> of NXT. I can't help feeling that it's still the case with NXT that like people listen or watch this podcast more than they do NXT. So mm. they'll just skip this one and be like, oh, like, what do the daddy boys think of this show, this nonsense? Is there anything worth checking on the WWE YouTube channel? So when you no. start it off with that, they might think, oh, let's go check this out. I mean, Sish talked about there wasn't a lot of action on Tribute to the Troops Smackdown, but you sort of got to go and check out the big moments. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I think of this <laughs> in a nutshell. You absolutely do have to check out elements of this. A lot of this was really skippable trash, but the good stuff, oh. it's, it's still NXT. Yeah. 2.0, it's heart. Yes, exactly. The heart still beats. Pure, yeah, essence of NXT. I mean, it was that kind of rubbish. It was kind of rubbish, this... What do you want to say? I, I just... There's, I no, was... there's little good wrestling. There was wrestling that people might say is good, I found to be, like, incredibly cliched. There was a bit of bollocks. There was a bit of bollocks. A lot and, of bollocks, yeah. And, keep listening, I might have I might have found my next new favorite wrestler. <gasps> you turn the corner, haven't you? Ironically and earnestly, by the way. There's yeah. an ironic new favorite wrestler and an earnest new favorite wrestler. But this is the thing, right? There's conversation around NXT in a... Is it any good? Where after... In and around the weekend... Well, we've got the answer to that. Well, it's fantastic. Every We know this. We watch every week. But a lot of people just tune in for the PLEs. Obviously, the punker was there. So, like, a bit more like eyes on it, like casual eyes that wouldn't normally... I bet you regretting that decision to commit to Raw now. And it, <laughs> and it does, since it became the growth product TM, there is sometimes this conversation of, oh, there's all these people that lie and say that NXT is good. And I like to think we're more balanced about this because we absolutely know when we're watching complete garbage. But NXT makes garbage good. Oh, yeah. So that, that should be the tagline. <laughs> making, <laughs> making garbage go in. It's 2021. Uh, let's get into this because uh, I just love this show from the moment it started because Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes are arriving. Uh, there's some r- 
reporters uh, weighing outside. Uh, so Trick brags about how he's, you know, great in the clutch and he's getting this NXT title shot. <laughs> um, whilst Melo's like, I'm going to pop inside. Uh, and we get a sort of a highlight of everything that happened at NXT. <laughs> um, and then we go back inside and Melo's there. Ah, I've been ambushed. Someone's hit me in the knee. Tricks like, who could have done this? And there is your show long arc, ladies and gentlemen. Could he not have, like, you know, sat backwards to the camera with the idea that I'd been, you know, ambushed from behind and didn't see who the attacker was? I mean, yeah, but he's, he's been attacked and then he's, he's oh, I'll just get myself supported on this flight case. Yeah. Oh, a bloody knee trick. You just missed him. The Peter Griffin cell was funny. Great. Trick Williams had a really good night, and I can't oh, yeah. as part of it. This was like a continuation. Uh, again, we talk about this all the time in wrestling. Sometimes there is just a feeling, there was just a buzz around a wrestler. And when you thread together a couple of big wins and a good night of segments, it's intoxicating. There's nothing like it in mm. wrestling when you can feel somebody on a come-up like that. Uh, so we go to the arena. Cora Jade's in the ring. Uh, she says, it's been a long, hard, difficult four months. For us, that is. Uh, a deadline, the clouds lifted from the sun, the fog was lifted, uh, and the fans, uh, all the fans who'd been kissing their 8x10s in the meantime were okay because she's back now. Uh, that's what we all wanted, right? Uh, everyone was messaging her, asking her to come back. Uh, we didn't like her then, but we love her now. NXT Dillane uh, was the best night ever because we learned that no matter how deep the NXT women's locker room is, everything is better when Cora Jade is around. And she says, look, the Iron Survivor match was great, but at the end of the day, everyone was talking about Cora Jade as I stood there holding the women's title high. And she says that. That brings out the NXT women's champion, Lyra Valkyrie. She welcomes her back. She said, you did miss something out there, the fact that you jumped me from behind. It's mad how you've been away for four months and nothing's changed. You're still taking shortcuts. Um, you might not have changed, but things around here have. I've changed. I'm not the same woman slash bird person uh, that you used to mess with. I'm the NXT Women's Champion. I don't care what generation you think this is. And then here comes Blair Davenport, the Iron Survivor, of course. Yeah, um, Thank you. She says, uh, look, Lyra, you might be at the top now, but I'm the uh, I beat four women to get there. Cora isn't even one of them. Uh, you need to re remember to focus on me. Time is ticking for your reign, and I'll become the new champion. Um, Lyra says, you're not taking my title, uh, and I'm surprised uh, you two aren't bloody best mates, considering how much you both love jumping people. And Nikita Lyons comes out, uh, and it basically just kicks onto a big brawl. Cora and Blair get dumped out of the ring, and we've settled the tag match for later. They do a promo train a lot but after every single PLE there's a promo train mm -hmm, mm -hmm. seen this you heard about this and this is uh, piss poor for me <laughs> like the dialogue was terrible as per usual yeah yeah <laughs> like dialogue that. was terrible as per usual yeah mm -hmm. um, always borrow from the best that's what we say that's <laughs> all the best uh, was it talent borrows genius steals? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, as per usual, this was a piss poor exposition laden. No one really talks like this. Isn't it contrived? How? Oh, didn't have anything for the main event. Never not bury them for this device. And well, they did have something for the main event. Well, last match of the night. Seg yeah. eight or whatever. They just they just rearranged the show. Maybe they just make make space for it. Okay. They yeah, maybe right. maybe they had a what was, what was it they call it in AW? Like a backup match or something. Yeah, standby match. Yeah. Okay, well. And they were like, sorry, Drew Gulak, you boring bastard. Uh, we're not having a match of yours. We'll have to push that. They did have a match. They had a match. Hank and Tank versus Gallus was meant to be on this show. Was it? They had to push it, it to next week. That's true. Oh, my God. It's basically AEW NXT. 
Correct. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was dire, to be fair. I'll say one thing about Cora Jade. She's very, very good at playing the role of a character who's completely and utterly besotted with herself. Mm. Like, she's nailed that character. Um, very, very believable. Pretty good heel work. Uh, everything. I just hate it. I mean, it sucks, isn't it? No. <laughs> that was the only Not thing. Not for me, Jeff. That was the only thing I had to mention was about Cora Jay's performance here. Uh, it's still weird that her character can just about be tethered to pro wrestling because on this show, I'm thinking, hang on, where's your wings? Where's your skateboard? Where's your suitcase, your briefcase <laughs> if you do a business? Like, it is odd that she has come back and has basically said, you're all lucky to see me because the best wrestler has returned. It doesn't really matter that she's not because heels lie and heels just believe their own bollocks ultimately because she's not but yeah this is this is her thing but it's almost too close to wrestling i was like yeah but how can we put that in a university yeah i guess we'll have to wait a few weeks to find out how that's going to work out (laughs) but i like quite uh, like dare i say it as a as a character like Sort of main roster ready. Mm. Yeah, I was very happy to see her back, especially because, you know, when they do the little special graphics for each person's name, mm. hers has got the broken skateboard, and then I remembered her attack on Roxanne Perez when the oh skateboard boy. broke before she even hit her with it, which was <laughs> incredible. Uh, Dragon Lee's backstage, new uh, North American champion with uh, Kelly Kincaid. He says, look, Saturday night was a dream come true. He'd been cornered by Ray Mysterio. Not cornered as in... Ray Mysterio was in his corner. <laughs> you won the title. I'm going to take your title, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> but he said that he wouldn't have this chance if it wasn't for Wesley. He wishes uh, Wes a speedy recovery. He says he's de- he'll defend the title like Wes and his brother Brocco uh, would have done uh, as much as possible. He'll even defend it tonight. <laughs> Open that's, challenge. That's absolutely what he said, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty word much. for word. Verbatim. Uh, and then it was time for the uh, metaphor, uh, or at least three of the four of metaphor, uh, to take on Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen, and Fallon the symmetry. Nice, yes. Yesterday you would have been able to say the symmetry. Yes, yeah. But today's another day, different day. And Rules change. His his big swear on yesterday's NXT preview tickled me a lot. <laughs> what was it? Because you came out with dead pine. That was it, yeah. Sid was actually naming trees to try and get one, and uh, it was just right there. Just genuine shoot anger. <laughs> I was pissed off, man. <laughs> uh, so the metaphor jump, uh, Briggs and Jensen and, and Henley before the bell. Another good performance from last night. Mm. She just hoist Fallon out of the ring onto Briggs and Jensen takes to a break. Uh, we see uh, Tiffany Stern is watching uh, backstage on a monitor. Uh, when we come back, um, Brooks has been isolated. He keeps being isolated. He keeps trying to get over to Briggs in the corner, getting cut off. Uh, it does, at one point, he does get over and tag Briggs, but I think Jakara Jackson had jumped up on the apron at that point, distracted the ref, so the ref didn't see it. So he said, no, no, that doesn't count. Um, in the end, though, uh, Jensen finally uh, gets over to the corner after Fallon breaks up a fall and Lash and Fallon spill to the outside. Tiffany Stratton comes out and Fallon and Stratton brawl to the back. Um Oh, before that, sorry, before Jensen gets over, Dar's hit him with his finisher, but he makes it over to the corner. Hot tag to Briggs, who comes in and just wrecks everyone, uh, and he hits a huge lariat on Noam Dar and gets the pin. One, two, three on the Heritage Cup champion. Very basic match, but a good bit of business all around this, I thought. Like, maybe this is coming from a long-standing investment we have in these characters. But Josh Briggs is clearly somebody that they like, and they're 
they're going with it's a slow process but you know the just getting into the iron survivor match felt like an upset and now it's like well all right he's actually hung in there so start giving him some wins and making that a little bit more yeah, credible it's not, once it's a couple of things it's not an upset anymore is yeah it? Exactly. Suddenly, like, oh, you got to take him seriously but it does build a potential divide within the tag team I uh, honestly think they've got something in a proper I don't want to say like blood feud payoff because it's NXT and it'll end up being lights out whether just the lights are dimmed. It's like jizz feud. In a, <laughs> it, well, it will be for you because it's Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley. Oh, I like see. The, I thought you were talking about Briggs and Jensen. Apologies. But it'll that will feel like quite a worthy payoff for TV on like they've they've built something there. Yeah. Like they played nicely into the Iron Survivor at the, the PLE and now it's carried on well. Double doink spot. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. And uh, and Lash Legend like continues. Yeah. To have it. They are just. It's just that Paul Heyman booking, but you should be doing this with everybody she all the time. You always fall back on her talk show work, but now she's getting into the old wrestling business. She's a proper threat, a proper danger. She's She is starting to look really strong, really dominant, a cut above. And even if, let's just say, and I don't think this is the booking, by the way, but even if this is just a short run and they've said, go and slam Otis, go and look dominant in the Iron Survivor, kick ass in a tag match. We want you to look as big and as hard as possible just for a nice like run in the Rumble. Just to yeah, show people yeah. and then go back to NXT. That's not like it's a pretty sound strategy. And I just think even if that's all you're getting out of Lash Legend now, it's it's good use of the, the talent. Legends returning at the Rumble. Oh my Lash God. Legend, that is. Oh my god. You're just making good use of the talent at your disposal. Yeah, I have to echo those thoughts entirely. Usually I watch a match involving Brooks and Jensen, and it's just surreal that the wrestle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um I've never looked right. Yeah. No. Because they're just too preoccupied with things that aren't being wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's a lot of the it's so incidental. The wrestling part of the wrestling program in NXT is often so incidental that I'm like, oh, yeah, the wrestle. And <laughs> now this weird disconnect. Yeah. It's so bizarre. But then this match actually seemed to have a purpose, a focus. It was rather enjoyable. It wasn't just some moves happening in front of me. And they're doing a really actually low-key good, do- uh, good job with Lash Legend here. Mm-hmm. And then the Heyman comparison's perfect. They are accentuating the positives, hiding the negatives. They're not making her go out there and expose herself by like whiffing certain kicks or whatever. Yeah. Um, I know. Clever. I had a... Uh, well, I'm not doing cartwheels, but it's, <laughs> it's clever. I, had a, I can't remember because my brain's not sure whether it was this show or NXT Deadline, but I had a bit of a... Oh! moment! Vic Joseph talking about Fallon Henley. Do you hear this line? It was referenced later by Tiffany Stratton where they were like, you know, uh, <laughs> Fallon Henley was uh, working at a bar, of course, and she looked at the top shelf spirits and she thought want to be at the top shelf of NXT. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's one way of doing it. That was on deadline. It was deadline. I, okay, I, yeah. Unless it was both. Maybe, think, he was, maybe he was so pleased with the line. Was like, I think it was reiterated, yeah, because obviously Tiffany mentioned it in a promo <laughs> later. I said, I said, she was working behind the bar, Booker. Top shelf. Um, mm. <laughs> can, you, can you order those drinks on an app, Vic? Not now, Booker. <laughs> it was a bit where he was... You know when he tells those things? It's a bit like um, when uh, Thingy on X Factor was like, kind of came up with the whole uh, elephant in the room thing. <laughs> oh, you're right, Ellie? Yeah. yeah. I think she's upset. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was like, I uh, I call it extending an olive branch. <laughs> I was like, it's a phrase, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, anyway. You see, you see CM Punk's comments on seeing Booker T backstage at Deadline, by the way, where he's like, yeah, I went up to him. I was like, uh, Booker was retelling the story. So he's owning this one, he says. And he goes to me, oh, you're flip-flopping on me a lot at the moment, Booker. And it's like, oh, you see CM Punk seen th- like six months ago. Wrestling legend says that CM Punk sucks ass. It's Booker <laughs> T. And now he's back into it. I quite like CM Punk now. Yeah. Uh, so Mello's getting checked on backstage. Uh, props again to the trainer here who just bends his thing a bit and goes, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Mello's cleared just in time for SmackDown. Yeah. Of course, he's the final person in the US title tournament. Yeah. Or as I'm calling it, the Blue League. Uh, <laughs> Trick says... Uh, there are no sacred cows. It's fine. Daisy? No, she's sacred to my heart. So, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> she's sounding well. <laughs> <laughs> She got a Christmas pie. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, she, her and Stack. Uh, Is Stacks coming? Uh, well, we can ask. Ooh, when he, uh, well, if, if he shows up, he wasn't on the show, was he? So maybe he's. Yeah. Don't know. Been taking it pretty easy on Tuesdays of late, actually. Yeah. Stacks. I've got to be honest. As a fan of the tag team champions, whenever they're not on the show or even references defending the tag team, I'm like, "Yep, that's another week going by, baby." It's like the Gunther reign without the matches. Clock up the weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so Trick says, "Oh, you, you'll be fine for SmackDown." Then and Mello's like, "Yeah, just just, just about." Uh, he says, "I know someone who hit me like that before. I'm gonna gonna call him out, uh, but I'm not gonna call him out right now. I'll do it later." <laughs> and Trick says, oh, "I've got to go and deal with Ilya later on, so we'll go and handle business." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's all to come. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Uh, we see all the, the people who, unfortunately, don't have occupations. Well, many of them don't. Luca Crucifino, obviously a favourite of ours. Because uh, <laughs> he's got a job outside of wrestling. Yeah. At the moment. Like, until they've got other employment. Yeah. They're like, well, I don't know what to think about them. Yeah. They're, they're merely wrestlers. But, we, yeah, we see, I love these, whether it's the men's or the women's. And I, I, you know, I know they've, there's, they're doing a big thing now as well. It's like, it's from the University of Louisiana mm. and so-and-so. Uh, and then the fact that they're also like, I'm from Chase You. And I was like, <laughs> okay. But I love these because I'm always paying attention, not to the little pose that they do or whatever. I always look when they're like intangibles because they run out of, they, they overdo it. So they're like, strength and athleticism gets to, goes to one person. I was like, right, you've, you've done it. You've <laughs> they're, they're all strength and athleticism. Yeah. They're all from the NIL program. So they're like uh, strength, uh, uh, heart. Uh, I think uh, Luca had... Strategy, <laughs> right? Because legal professional. And then one of them, I think, it, it, one, I think they're in action later. Actually, I think I wrote it down. One of them was just grit, and I was like, "Get him, grit!" <laughs> still being in the Fed. This is why they need jobs, though. Because imagine if like Fallon Henley was doing one of these, pouring pints. <laughs> it's like that's an intangible <laughs> for pro wrestling. But as we've introduced to every single one of them, who should appear? But Lexis King and just twat Trey Bearhill in the back with a chair, and then just stand and look at everyone, and then everyone, everyone goes like. Right, then he leaves. I love him so much. I'll we'll save. We'll save. We'll save. We'll, we'll save. S- this, for people that don't watch, many don't. These are always so dumb. They stand in the shape of a triangle. Yeah, yeah. They all have to like do a pose and then sort of not look at each other, but look at each other. Yes. So weird. So some of the poor bastards get one showing, and that's it. Yeah, they you can't get introduced to anyone. Like as usual, Shawn Michaels just wants his talent to be hit, like him. They wants to be able to look at the camera and look at their opponents, and they can't do that. Yeah, because they're not as talented as Shawn Michaels. And uh, so they don't know what he's really good at it. He was one of the best at it. Yeah. 
Lexus King, attacking from the back, basically makes himself the point of the triangle. <laughs> Gets to do all the poses, and he's not even in it. It's like, that's funny, pal. You're a loser, and I love you. I'll, yeah. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll, I'll get the referendum on Lexus King later on. <laughs> um, and we got our first match in the breakout tournament. It was Miles Bourne, of the Boring Bastards, of course, mm-hmm. versus... Hang on. Oberfemi. Oh my god. Who we have oh seen briefly before. Kicking oh ass and going away. He absolutely rules. He's awesome. Yep. So, yeah. Monster. Miles got a bit of. I mean, the, the, the strength obviously went to, to Femi in this match. Miles got a bit of offense in. He was a big, hit a big drop kick to the back at one point. Um, Femi fights back and then gets hit with a big knee lift. Um, and then he just takes his head off with a lariat. Um, um, blocks some of uh, Miles Bourne's punches and just gets a big one-handed slam. Uh, Bourne got a two-count off the back of a power slam out of nowhere, but then uh, Oberfemi tripped him on the apron, uh, went back in the ring, and hit a huge pop-up powerbomb for the one, two, three to advance to the semis. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Instant fall in love yeah. mm-hmm. with Oberfemi. Just everything looked jaw-dropping. You actually felt like... Poor Bourne was just in absolute trouble here. Yeah. I will say as well, um, turn him back to a baby face post-haste. Yeah. Immediately, he's, he offers nothing to me as a heel. I just don't think it's who that person is. I don't necessarily know if, if Bourne is a nice fellow, but is very, very good and very promising, rather, at being a baby face. It could have been anyone here. It could have been anyone massive. That's how strong the Super Femi lad was. Yeah. I just loved watching this. Like an actual... I think about wrestling now is it either has to hit me right in the soul or the brain. Like, I kind of just watch wrestling. It either has to, like, really make me think what story they're telling here. Is it good wrestling happening in front of you? Yeah, it was Hamlet's phrase. Yeah. And it, it just sums up so much of it. I either have to get completely drawn in on this, like, deep emotional level I have to just sit there and just pay, just pay. It's how well arranged a story is. Or I have to be able to get the inner child. It's like he's fighting for his life in there. I'm such a, <laughs> such a husk of a man. Yeah. I've forgotten what he looks like. I've forgotten how he feels. He's just, he, you know, it's a bit of a tragedy. <laughs> that inner child, right, has to, if I'm not having those things, I have to be able to go... God, how are they doing that? Yeah. How is that person doing that? And that's the magic of Oberfemi. I still always think of your coffee example. The inner child goes, new coffee beans. Mike Sidgwick brain goes, oh, that's one bag close at the end of the bag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great one. <laughs> Not being funny, re- to get good light roasted coffee, it's so expensive. Mm. Mm. Is anyone two minutes of this? Yeah. Right, okay. So, this is <laughs> all basically... Would be Sidgwick's current NXT. This is all regurgitated from a very nice uh, coffee man that I follow on um, YouTube. But what he says is genuinely correct, and I've discovered this myself in my coffee adventure, right? So, apparently, years and years ago... Sorry, I just got a children's book, Michael Sidgwick's Coffee Adventure. I'm on one. <laughs> I'm on one. It's f***ing expensive, right? <laughs> so, either... Go to like a specialist roaster that just does coffee, like an, like an independent business or whatever, and they do ethically sourced coffee, single origin, so it's not a blend. It's all the same beans on the same farm, and they'll roast it very lightly, so it's quite acidic, and it's that like you get the fruity flavors, and that's what I'm all about. Okay, 
to do that because it involves like an actual small business doing things the right way. Yeah. As with anything else, it's really expensive. Mm. So it's it's cost a fortune, like right on the holiday season as well. You could then go supermarket. And the problem is that apparently, and I think this is the lamest thing in the world, like people, if they see lightly roasted with fruity flavors, they'll say something to the effect of, well, f- I'm going to wake us up in the morning, man. Oh, f- sounds like sh- that. I need, I need caffeine, man. <laughs> it has got nothing to do with it, but apparently, like, strong coffee. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's absolute gammon coffee. That is, apparently, that's the thing. Like, it has to be strong coffee so that people will associate, like, intense strength with that. Wake us up. Buy a kind of monster. Can't we ask it out of bed, me? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we ask it out of bed, man. You strong coffee. So apparently, <laughs> when it's like dark, intense roast, it's like, well, that'll do the job. <laughs> but that just means it's like really bitter. Like yeah. buying a terrible strong lager. Yes. Like Stella, yes. Stella Artois yes. coffee. Yeah. Aye, basically the Stella yeah. Artois of coffee. So like, and when they say medium roast, I'm not. I'm not. Medium roast. But because, like, they don't, it, it might as well be a dark roast. You cannot get a nice light roasted coffee bean in a supermarket to save your life. So, so that, so, so, so when, listen, inner child, now you understand. Yeah, so when I go to these independent, I'm, including postage and packing, yeah. it's like 14, 15 quid for coffee that's going to last you like a week. I was going to ask bit, how long one yeah. of the bags gets, because like, well, you've got to like, weigh that out. Say it's yeah. like 227 grams, mm-hmm. and each cup is 11 grams. How many cups of coffee does that make? Sorry, how many? 11 grams. How many 11 grams in 227 grams? 22. And a bit. And a bit so yeah. uh, if you're having like three cups of coffee yeah. a week, that's 21. Like uh, morning, mid-morning, two in the morning, Two and one mid morning. Yeah, it's a week. You could stretch it and have yeah. two. It's like two weeks, like fifteen quid a week on coffee, and like sixty quid a month on coffee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just I kind of do that. Got two kids. Yeah, that's why I drink a good brew. So that's when I'm like, I'll get the scooper and put it on my scales. Oh, fuck, close at the end now. <laughs> close at the end. I'm gonna have to go supermarket the rest yeah. of the month. Great. And so you, you use a scooper rather than flicking the bean yourself. Into the uh, why would I flick the beans? Why would I get Adam Wilmore, right? Why would I get an individual bean, right? <laughs> Just to measure it out and then get, my, get my grinder <laughs> over there. And the thing is, like, if I was to get my grinder over there, get a bean out of the we'll make packet and flick it. Well, the thing is, like, am I bold enough? <laughs> am I bold enough to flick that bean <laughs> into the like coffee grinder? Right, well, it's courageous. Get that nod. Well, of, if you miss, I just get that nod of approval from my son. <laughs> if you miss, if you miss, <laughs> if you miss, those two things shouldn't be bad. Nice one, Dad. Got a lot of learns. So that's why <laughs> my inner child yeah. dies, and that's why I like Uber Femi on at, NXT. <laughs> look at this inner child. He thinks me. Ah. Uh, what do, you th- what do you think of Femi? Really great. It's great, isn't it? Uh, the Performance Center is guilty of many things, one of which is cleaning up wrestlers that used to work like this. And Obafemi apparently refuses to be cleaned yeah. up and polished. This felt like a real beatdown. <laughs> like this was a bloodletting thing. You should win. You should win the tournament. 
should go through everybody like this. Like, that's not even... Like, well, maybe with what exception. Well, uh, have you seen who he's paired with in the next Honestly, round? Honestly, uh, uh, the semi-final, potential semi-final lineup. There's someone's health is going to have to get tended to in about a fortnight because someone's going to get battered by Oberfemi, and that's going to upset someone else, bringing them closer together. But I didn't sense there was any reciprocation. Mm. But we'll get there. We will get there. Yeah, uh, some months worth like, of content to come out of that. Like, with the women's one, there were some great people in there. Great people, Ariana Grace, people like that. But I think we all thought uh, Lola Vice is definitely winning this whole thing. Yeah. I can't call it. Well, I yeah. can't. It's Oberfemi. Should be. It should be. Oberfemi, Lexis King, uh, Luca Crucifino. Like, it's just, it's just in the mafia-ish. But then they've got gold, so... De facto. <laughs> Headcanon mafia guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, anyway, Nikita... Uh, oh, I love this bit. Nikita's catching up with Lyra Valkyrie. They're warming up in the back. Uh... And uh, Lyra's, <laughs> Lyra's like, Lyra's like, I've got bloody Blair in two weeks. I've got Lola Vice with the breakout contract. Now bloody Cora Jays. Uh, and Nikita says, look, uh, as bad as you want Cora, I want uh, Blair twice as much. And Lyra's like, yeah, I'm just going to get a bottle of water over the locker. <laughs> in a locker. Was the picture of her with Becky Lynch, which is understandable, nice. with Becky Lynch holding her hand up with a title. <laughs> and uh, Nikita Lyons goes, <laughs> Take them back, these faces have been stuck over Becky Lynch's. And they go, but we're that in it. I was going to say, like, best running gag of the night in the United States, but it was like the best crawling gag because Tatum Paxley's, like, sort of, well, Lexus King esque. <laughs> <laughs> Spidering around tonight. You started with a locker. It was good. This is brilliant. Break into a locker. Did you steal something? Just stick my face over Becky's, probably. <laughs> Just cutting it out. That'll do. I love this. Well, it's like the intention if you're. <clears throat> Um, what's her name? Tatum Paxley. Yeah. If you're Paxley, what are you hoping to achieve by doing this? Are you hoping that bird person is going to open the locker and go, oh, I remember the time when I won the title from um, <laughs> from Tatum Paxley, <laughs> and she gave me the endorsement. This will make us best friends. Unless, yes. of course, she breaks in the locker, goes, brilliant, there's the feather that I wanted. <laughs> Steals that and goes, whilst I'm here, actually. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's my feather. For my shrine that yeah. she's going to reveal in a few weeks, a bird person shrine. Love it. Uh, and then it's Tiffany Stratton. She's backstage asked about Fallon Henley, and she says, Can I? Whatever question is, it doesn't matter. I need to vent right now. I'm so sick of Fallon Henley. I'm over her entire existence. And because of that piece of trash, I lost at the deadline. She never lived a life like Ma. <laughs> she serves people like Ma. She calls herself the top shelf of NXT, and she can't even afford to drink what's on the top shelf, unlike Ma. She can't afford to dress like Ma. She doesn't even go to my star bar. I'm going to show that little car girl where she belongs. It'll never come close to being Tiffany Stratton. Now you can talk. And as uh, Paul Kelly goes to ask her a question, she just leaves. Love this. Uh, like I say, I think this, this feud's got Love. uh well, yeah, uh, <laughs> she's, uh, yeah, absolutely, she's uh, putting her over and leaving the territory, isn't she? Yeah. It's got big vibes of old school. Yeah, it's time for the time for the big move, and Fallon Ellie's going over in the payoff. Yeah. I'm excited for her. I'm excited for Tiffany Stratton on the main roster. Yes. Like, that women's, like, roster on Raw or SmackDown needs way more characters that, like, you can actually have some fun way with. Way more, probably. like, overstars and, yeah. Loads more, like, people that, like, actually inspire Triple H to... To try, ironically yes. enough, Tiffany Stratton will try. be there. 
<laughs> he's uh, he's not interested in the re- women's wrestlers at the top of his roster. He likes <laughs> the ones at the bottom. <laughs> so Tiffany's trying to be just right. He should be right, just right. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Then it was the North American Championship Open Challenge, Dragon Lee. uh, First defense against... Tyler Bates, um, and they sort of mirror each other early on. Stereo blocked kicks to the ribs. Stereo drop kicks, double clothesline. They're both down. We go to a break. We come back. Um, Bate knocks Strangley to the floor. Big old dive out there. Uh, they go back inside. Uh, Bate goes after him, but Lee hits him with a couple of super kicks to put Tyler Bate on the outside, and a ridiculous suicide dive from Dragon Lee uh, to counter that. Um... He goes, later on he sends uh, Tyler Bate back in the ring, goes up top, gets caught, and Tyler Bate does, it felt, it felt like the longest airplane spin he's done. That. It was round, around, 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 around. Drops him down, gets a two count. Uh, a rebound lariat gets a two as well for Bate. He goes up top, um, but Lee gets on the apron and knocks him and does that double stomp off the top. Goes to the power one, Bate counters into a Tiger Driver 97. That gets counted into a Rana for a two count. Bates up, gets hit with a super kick, takes him down, misses the clothesline, and uh, Dragon Lee hits him with Operation Dragon for the one, two, three, and this nice handshake and show of respect afterwards. What a cliche of a match. What an absolute cliche of a match. I, I, I'm Bernie Sanders meme. I'm once again asking everyone to have a referendum on what a good match is and what's state of the art and what we're still doing, doing this, and is it really working? Like... We also people it's a conversation about Tyler Bate. I mean, the lad looks like Screech in Saved by the Bell, the new class. Mm. It's like, what are you still doing here? <laughs> and why are you like twenty eight and like seventeen at the same time? Just for? make a note from joining Cheshire you have one. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's so odd. Big strong boy. Big strong boy. It's like he's screeching the new class. Big old bastard. <laughs> Hi. 
it's I just find it so weird how much time has passed and how so few people have really come to grips with hang on no things have changed things are getting boring things are getting very old there needs to be a movement of some kind you know what I mean in yeah. this match right I thought they had this really novel spot to be fair this really novel idea of how to approach it so you saw early in the match right that they um, both missed drop kicks they both did the stereo kip up mm -hmm. and I was like they were, they were telling the story of uh, a quite uh are quite equally matched, you and I. There should be a competitive contest. You've got your Who's own one to win. Where I start trying to pick up, like when Wilborn does his. Oh, yeah, I yeah. stopped listening like five minutes ago. <laughs> like you've now got the where I was like, where's he going with this? Is this a journey of an incredible take or is he going to do a bit? And then it's like, it's a bit, it's a, it's a bit. bit. Rub it's your thighs because a bit's it's coming. A bit. But you know, I did think it was really clever that because the whole idea is like, they do the message of the dropkick uh -huh. and then they do a double K pop uh -huh. and then they look at each other uh -huh. and they go, hang on quite evenly matched, I think we're about to have a very competitive contest. And guess what, guys? I don't think you know who's going to win. I wasn't Not on that funny. level until Vic Joseph told me. Rob <laughs> Van Damme and Jerry Lynn phoned. <laughs> they want that open exchange back. <laughs> it's been so many years. That, the Matrix Minute, everything you've seen for the subsequent 20-odd years, are we not very bored? Like, did you feel like... It was very well worked, if you want to talk about really boring stuff like, yes, the... The propulsion on the aerials to launch themselves, athletically incredibly impressive. The strength displayed by Tyler Bate, like inordinately impressive yet again. I'm not impressed by it anymore. I've seen it so often. This is such a soulless cliche of a match. I got actively annoyed watching it. Because Tyler Bate looks so ancient. Could you, you that, the thing is, we're still, sorry, we're still at the stage now where you, you're, not allowed to, you're not allowed to think, oh, this is bad. Yeah, no, I, I have a huge problem with this. And where, like, what are we doing doing this still? And the worst thing is it's like, I try not to be reductive, right? Because you don't want to be like Rip Rogers. Yeah. Oh, dive. Dive. <sighs> but at the same time, I'm, like, I'm not moved by this remotely. And I'm in trouble because, well, where else do you go with a form? I know this is the NXT podcast. It's absolutely not the platform. Absolutely not the platform for this philosophical discussion about where we are at in wrestling and how we, we can possibly go forward. But everyone's learned the same style and watched the tapes of the old different, like, the way different nations approach wrestling. They've all been fused with, like, uh, Puro and Lucha, like Michinoku Pro. Yes, I was in the 90s. Mm. Dragon Gate was faster and better that was in the mid-2000s. It's all just an echo. So much of it anyway. I, like, I was worried that I was starting to sound like a charlatan on some of these podcasts when I was saying, like, wrestling alone won't change wrestling. It, wrestling alone cannot save wrestling. It cannot transform AEW's fortunes. It can't bring forward the next great wrestlers to come out of the performance. It, it, it cannot, like, wrestling right now cannot do that. Um, I don't disagree with that. It is a weird podcast to be having this conversation, yeah. but I think it's relevant because I still judge... Ultimately, what these people do, and it's why I don't mind daft characters if suddenly I can invest, or why I don't mind their stories if I actually have a reason to care about the result. The example that came to mind for me in this match, because I have so little to say about it, was harsh on Tyler Bate and Dragon Lee because I was thinking of the SmackDown main event, right? And that's got a returning legend in RPO himself, Randy Orton. LA Knight's been one of the most over babyface of the year in the bloodline of the bloodline, right? But like... None of those four. If anything, all four of those wrestlers, you could say, oh, when then the bell rings. Over, 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 and yeah. then the bell rings. Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa, you know? And yet, hot as balls the entire way through. Like, Randy Orton and LA Knight, it's just hot headlocks. Like, the crowd going, it...
mm. for a hot tag in which Randy Orton's going to do his same three quite basic moves. It sounds <laughs> pretty good, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I know you're dealing with incredibly overstars right now that people are super invested in, but that's where I think, like, the, like, seed of the Rip Rogers point was, get over Get over, become meaningful as a person, and then what you do will be meaningful. And that's been so far lost because people have chased getting over, like not getting over three moves. It's, it's awful. It's so hard. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Outside. I know. I know you, like the thing like, is they do at this point. They're chasing asterisks. Yes, yeah. and they and they are, they are. It's I, I. That was what I was going to say. Tyler Bate, because he looks a hundred years old at this point. And if they're copying the Rob Van Dam Jerry Lynn sequence, would you say that's a Bobby Fish out of water? Uh, it, I feel guilty because you've tried so hard there. I forgot about it and then I came back to it as well because I was like, that's really good. Tell Sidgwick that one. He loves wordplay. Uh, I could have saved it till we stopped recording. I was like, no, we'll do that now. Yeah, we'll do that, we'll now. Do that now. Jensen and Briggs are there backstage. Uh, very Piece happy with Trash. Very happy with their <laughs> win. Good analysis before that, wasn't it? Yeah. Have we ever had that isolating bit? <laughs> yeah, stop it there. <laughs> Fallon comes in and says, oh, sorry about that. Whenever I see blonde, I see red. Uh, and Brooks says, oh, don't worry about it. Briggs won. He pinned Noam Dar. And Briggs says, oh, yeah. Actually, I think, I think I want the Heritage Cup now. I want to drink out the Heritage Cup. And Jensen's a bit like, oh really your style that is it you're more of a sort of one shot guy Briggs is like well if I knock out Noam Dahl then I'll just win anyway won't I and Fanner's like yeah his name would look pretty good on the cup and Jensen's like yeah, go on then and they all bump fists he knows mm. what's happening here yeah. he yeah. knows that uh, he wants to be in a tag team still and Briggs doesn't I don't know if you caught that yeah. <laughs> so he might need further down the line a, a new partner yeah because for now they are Kinda, it seems like they're going their separate ways. Mostly, oh, I'll give you love. Give you love. So what a song! All of NXT used to be about people giving each other love. Hang, tank, and wank. Yep. They were teasing the third person, weren't they? And the there is uh, love might still be in the air, though. Love might still be in the air. As we progress on this podcast. Well, uh, Lexis King is there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's uh, he's there with HBK's new assistant. That's right. Yeah. That's just happened. They've just it? given <laughs> up. They've given up on her wrestling career. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Uh, it's Ava. She hasn't got a surname. She's uh, the rock star. Um, and uh, Lexis is laughing. And he's like, HBK's probably pretty pissed at. <laughs> it's like, yep. <laughs> Where was the as per usual bit? I forget. Because uh, I think she said something like, you know, oh, they all want to kick his, kick your ass in the tournament. Yeah, that's but she it was said like, s- you're, you're making uh, you're making waves around here. You're making waves around here. As per usual, <laughs> <laughs> I am a registered Lex offender. <laughs> I am. I am a registered Lex offender. And I'm telling you now, you know what? I'll give you my explanation as to why. I'll give you love. And I'll, give you love. <laughs> I'll give you my explanation once you've gone through this recap. Yes. I think I've got a half decent one, you know. So, uh, yeah, she says, Look, everyone wants you in the tournament. He's like, thanks. Because they all want to kick your ass. Uh, and he says, mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he goes, I know you're probably pretty flustered around this guy. She goes, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, anyway, you're, you're replacing Bear Hill in the tournament. Good luck. I'm 
prone to recency bias. Mm-hmm. And as I say quite often, it's kind of hard to feel things in wrestling. If, if you're not a big fan of the Fed, right? I think the prevailing trend is, oh, I don't really feel much for wrestling these days, or it's getting a bit harder. Just in general, serotonin's quite hard to come by. I feel so, sad for people in that respect. We were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. I feel sad for people that can't just dial into the Fed anymore. And it's like, well, there is, there's only one hot product at the moment, but if that's not yeah, for you, you, where are you going? Yeah. You know? As per Nuge is called, yeah. AW is called, like, Stardom's got, like, an injury crisis, and, like, they did a show in front of, like, 130 people. There's problems there. Um, Ring of Honor's Ring of Honor. Impact. Remember TNA? Mm-hmm. The reboot. It's like, that's simmered down a little bit. It's just, it's a pretty cold wrestling landscape outside of the Fed. Just signed Trent Seven. Impact. So what I'm saying is that if you can get recency bias thrills, just enjoy it. Be hyperbolic. Love yeah. it for the moment. You can always have two, three, four weeks' time to go, ah, oh, might not have been that good. But yeah. enjoy it in the moment. Enjoy it in the moment. It's, that's not, that's a rubbish kind of, huh, this you. It's yeah. okay if your praise is earnest, and then you're just like, you know, I was wrong, that was rubbish. Yeah. yeah. It's when people are doing it, obviously, for clout. Yes. Yeah. On the subject of clout and stuff, right, this might be recency bias, hey, this might be hyperbole. I think the Lexus King character in WWE NXT, as promoted by Wrestling Observer Newsletter, promoter and cooker of the air, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> is genius. Yeah. Like, the whole idea is, Paul Heyman's famous quote encapsulated it, but he didn't invent it. It's always the, the, the deal, or it should be. Accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. You want to apply another pro wrestling maxim, it's your real-life personality dialed all the way up to 10 or 11 or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Okay. And it's about casting correctly, your baby face or your heel or whatever. Wrestling's also about... Telling stories. We mirror society in the words of Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. They've done literally all of this. All of the good, correct principles of professional wrestling into Lexus King. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. So there's something zeitgeisty about this Lexus King guy. And the general gist of the character is that he's happy to get his ass handed to him <laughs> quite handily at a premium live event because he wants the clout, yeah. the exposure, the buzz, yeah. just the name out there. He can debase himself. He can do maybe stupid things on purpose just to get some like tiny fraction of attention, some buzz, some numbers, some engagement in this totally fractured pop culture landscape where people are chasing memes. Like, the amount of times you, like, see, I don't follow any of these people. I'm too old to get why they do it. But you'll go on your For You tab and you'll see people on social media, like, are they doing terrible takes on purpose just to get attention? Yeah. yeah. Are they so insufferable and they realise, you know, people hate us so much. Like, if we do like, really weird things or just say really stupid things and get attention... We get that attention. Like, what are those rappers that are tattooed? Yeah. What are they called? I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. These two rappers, right, who are completely tattooed. The Island Boys. The Island Boys. Yes. And, like, they do stuff online where it's like, what? You're doing that. (laughs) Have you seen the Island Boys? No. I'll show you a picture. You keep talking. Just to get attention, right? And it's this weird currency in, like, and people either get over with it, they get attention with it, I've seen them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A Bevo eating the potato one bite. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, all you're watching is Bevo videos. What else can you swallow in one go? Bevo, carrot. carrot. Yeah. 
Did it with a slab of beef on that plate, by the way. With like did Levi Rich Reggae Levi Rich Reggae sauce on his roast dinner and he just started one swallowing it. Lexus King. They probably took one look at him and been around him, mm. the NXT creative. Because the whole idea was like it's not this has morphed into something else. It was meant to be, you know, I'm gonna blaze my own trail yeah. and I'm gonna yeah. chet us in my father's name and all the rest of it. Now he's just a clown. Mm. A, a clown debasing himself for clout with such a warped value system that he celebrates being a loser because it brings the attention on him. Yes. It's pretty zeitgeisty, this. And can you think of a better guy, right, who's so stupid that he just doesn't get the point of anything than, than Brian Pillman Jr.? They've hit upon something genuinely like zeitgeisty with this Lexus King character and what it's morphed into. When uh, Michael Scott first drinks out of his world's best boss mug, he says, I saw it and I just had to buy it. Yes. You could well imagine Lexus King buying his own throne. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, had, it had wheels. I had to get this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something so, it just intersects oblivious and self-aware. Yeah. And I don't even know, it's the NXT creative team aware of, the qualities, if you can even call them that, that Lexus King slash Pillman Jr. It was brings. laughed at that they'd signed him. Oh, aye, aye, of course. People were pissing themselves that they brought in Brian Pillman So Jr. I don't think he's self-aware, but <laughs> they've presented a kind of a half self-aware version of him. Yeah. It's, how is this effective, basically? I'm Sh trying to talk in circles around it. All I know is, beyond all reason, this is actually working. Sean's, Sean's rang the game, and he's like, a real situation here. Like, you've made me use Brian Pillman Jr., and Triple H was like, let me send you some uh, Jimmy Uso post SummerSlam tapes. You can fix this. Yeah. Like, a lot of people wouldn't be an arsehole, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's really well done. Yeah. Really, really. Sorry. Oh, bloody hell. Timing this is. Well, you know, at the Christmas party tomorrow, mm -hmm. we just had a load of delivery for all the nibbles and that, you know, cheese and pineapple. And uh, they need, need help getting it off the truck. Right. So what you talk about what the ceiling is for, for Lexus King? I'll just go and help. That's a good question, actually. Yeah, I mean and it's uh, as unprofessional very, as anything. Very, I do apologize. But it's a really good question because ultimately, like, how far can this go? Will the charm wear off? He hasn't really improved as an actual professional wrestler, and we know that kind of matters even in WWE to this day. The ceiling is not going to be the roof of the performance center because he's not got his dad's crossbody, has he? No. Like, and it's about time we all just accepted that, Lexus King included. And I'm with you. He I could be a honky-tonk-esque champion for the 21st century. There are different roles for different wrestlers. Yeah, 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 what you do in a way, just before you came in. Yeah, yeah I wonder what the show last night, huh? It was okay, where were you? Missing a special, I was uh, actually off doing a bit of uh, Christmas shopping. Yeah, we've got to make the most of the time whilst I can with all the commitments I got while we're being a champion, huh? Uh, so what did he buy? Uh, I got a lot of Godfather on DVD, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And I upgraded to Blu-ray. Huh? Blu-ray. No idea. Uh, <laughs> Tiggy, what is the deal with Christmas, though? Christmas, it's a annual celebration. If you are religious, are you, are you a religious man, Stags? I, I, I sometimes uh, kind of agnostic, but, uh, you know, I'm taking, taking it as it comes. I'm not really coming to an answer, to be honest with you. Right, okay. Well, um, if you are... <laughs> religious and you practice Christianity, you'll celebrate Christmas as the birth of uh, Jesus H. Christ. It did. Um, on the 25th. It, it so well. <laughs> the uh, 25th of December. Um, and of course, we now exchange gifts um, because the wise men obviously bequeathed gifts to... Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. No, no, no. The three wise men. Three Paul Heymans? No, one's more than three enough. Three Pauls. 
one's more than enough. Um, <laughs> I've called Frankincense and Myrrh, and that's sort of developed in the tradition where, you know, Santa Claus decides, I'm going to follow the example of the three wise men and just give gifts to all the nice boys and girls who, even if they are not necessarily religious, they've still applied the values of Christianity to become nice people. And ultimately, for me, my personal take on this, Starks, is that winter is incredibly depressing. So there's these certain milestones that society is sort of across all faiths and practices and customs and cultures. Um, I thought, it's really bleak. So why don't we create these events to anticipate so we'll just don't off ourselves in the dark? Do you ever remember watching, like, Neighbours Christmas episodes and they'd be having their Christmas dinner on the beach and stuff? Yeah. Because it was the middle of summer in Australia. I was like, what have you got when it goes cold and freezing and dark? What do you do then? Like, Barbie you get it all at once. Barbie day? Yeah, maybe. That's <laughs> such a lovely sentiment that, uh, Sidge. You know, I find Christmas is a lot like sex. Uh, I always get really excited, but after it's over, I regret spending all that money. Uh, three jokes, three questions for you. <laughs> Question number one, did you? <laughs> Joke number one. Yes, Stacks. Why can't Santa have kids, huh? Something uh, to do with... Oh, I've got it, I've got it. So it empties a sack. Oh, I've got he only comes once a year. Because he only comes once a year. I think you got a button for this one. Bingo! Yeah. He only comes once a year, and that's down the chimney. Uh, question, Joe. So I was going to say, like, he's empties his sack in one night. That's lewd, that is. Uh, <laughs> question, Joe, number two. Don't you like this one? Well, what? Come on. Yeah, pressure now. What does a Christmas tree and a man who's out of a sectomy have in common? Oh. I'm 50% of that. I'm a Christmas tree. Yes. Uh, a Christmas tree and um, a man who's had a vasectomy. So you can't... Snip. He, snip. Anything in that? No, because he, can, he can't snip the... I, I don't like, think so. I'm not sure Stax understands the science of a vasectomy. So is it anything to do with, like, taking balls off? You know, baubles. Baubles. I feel like this is going to be a very reductive take on a vasectomy. What's the difference? Is it spoonerism alert? What, what do they have in common? Not what's oh, in common. Oh, yeah, that would have been one's it. Yeah, like common uh, is like a Christmas tree decor, decorated star on top, baubles. Anything tinsel underneath it? Tinsel. Oh, I damn it! Damn it! I, don't know, I can't get it. We'll be here. We'll be here all day. Yeah. What does a man who's had a vasectomy and a Christmas tree have in common? Decorative balls. Uh, question joke number three. We're so close. CG, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what does Santa call it when he finishes on Mrs. Claus's boobs? Wait there, wait there, wait there. I think there's like a subtle... Um, Coded sex talk in this one. Sage. I think so. I uh, love that coded sex talk. Yeah. <laughs> Can we have the setup again, please, Stax? What does Santa call it when he finishes on Mrs. Claus's boobs? <laughs> finishes on Mrs. Claus's boobs. It's like a holly jolly Christmas, or you know, oh, something man. like that, or uh, seasons meetings, seasons beatings, seasons beatings because yeah. he's beating himself Beat off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's gross, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that though. No. I think that's, a, that's we'll use that in the bank if we confer and it's taken too long. Mm -hmm. um, 
because he's given away a lot of the lewd stuff in the setup, so you would imagine yeah. the punchline's cleaner. The solstice. jizz. Where are we going with? That's nice. <laughs> I mean, that's the 21st, I think, of I December. But maybe, you know. We've already entered Ladvent by the sound of it, so. Yeah. Solstice. jizz. Good. Not right. <laughs> what does Santa call it when he finishes on Mrs. Claus's boobs? Chestnuts. See you later, guys. <laughs> Bye, Stacks. Oh, man. He's in the uh, Christmas spirit, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, think all, set, all set up, guys, for tomorrow. Well... Well, I'm wondering if the NXT roster have got their Christmas party at the same time as we do tomorrow, and Stax has been on the eggnog early. because Oh, we forgot to ask him to come. Oh, well, he talked a lot about that. Yeah, I think he already did. I think he already did. What a nice. Uh, he's just he's, he's in a bit of a blue mood. I don't think he gets the idea that Christmas is meant to be a wholesome time. Yeah. Time of, like, innocence and oh, magic yeah, yeah. and love and family. Last, man, the last time we see him on camera, that as well, for the year. Uh, I might, yeah. Yeah. Unless, maybe, maybe a Christmas miracle. Because he's going happen. back to the old country. for That would bring him closer to us, mm. so. Um, where are you up to on uh, on NXT? We were just talking about... Um, Still on Lexus King. Lexus oh, okay, King, yeah. fine. Uh, perfect. So, next up, it was uh, Dijak versus Eddie Thorpe. Uh, <laughs> Di- Dijak attacked Eddie plus part of his entrance. and they You called it. Yeah. They brawled around the ring, yeah. Um, I'm doing one a week, so... <laughs> slams uh, Thorpe against the apron, against the announce desk, goes to throw him into the steps, but Eddie reverses, Dijak takes the bump uh, and then gets thrown in, bell rings, um, Eddie beats on Dijak, uh, gets picked up, slammed in the corner, Thorpe tries to fight back, um, but then this time Dijak slams him again into the corner and the ring breaks, the top rope snaps off um, and Dijak, well actually, I, I had to rewind this, I panicked watching this because the the top rope broke, which obviously you realise subsequently, oh, okay, they've probably planned that. Yes, of gimmick did. But when it happened, and then they cut to that other angle, and Dijak had a face covered in blood, I was like, what's happened? But I assume he got that from bumping in the steps or something? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, e- either way, uh, he grabs the broken bit of turnbuckle, does Dijak, and just nails Thorpe in the back with it. Goes after the ribs. DQ gets called. He uh, keeps beating him up with the turnbuckle. All the officials come in to break it up, uh, and Dijak gets... Taken away and then goes, actually, I'm not finished. Goes back in, beats him up again and slams him on what is now effectively the top turnbuckle, the second turnbuckle, ribs first. Eddie is in complete agony. It is a bit of a shame that NXT is the most, and I love it for this, but it's the most fake feeling environment in all of North American television wrestling. I wouldn't want it to change, by the way, because people, there are a lot of complaints online and from disenfranchised wrestling fans about a lack of hatred and violence in the feuds. As the basic you can't get it on this. No, you can't, right? As the basic premise, there's mm. not enough it. Like, AW has obviously learned a lot on this MJF and Adam Cole stuff. WWE is obviously rocketed its way back to the top off the back of the bloodline. I mean, the word hate has literally just been unbanned. Aye, this is it. And even then, it was for this segment that had no producer. Oh, so, yeah. you know. But NXT, they do this stuff quite a lot. Mm. They do this, like, Bill Watt-esque heat stuff. 
and it's in NXT. <laughs> and cannot, but there's always, like, we've got two at least. So there's the Fallon Henley and Tiffany Stratton one, and now there's these two where it's like, oh, you need a cage match, you need a no-holds bar. Roxanne Perez and uh, Keanu James. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all the time. There's at least, like, one or two going on. Fall flat every single time. But it's time. here. Yeah, it's just like, like Von Wagner getting his head reopened back up by Braun Breaker in a proper setting that suits it, where it's, like, one of the heat angles of the year. Yeah. It's like... That's pretty funny. Yeah. Like, well, how's Von going to... What, how big's the bandage going to be on Von's head? <laughs> like, but they do these quite a lot I on the show. I love Dijak. I love Eddie Thorpe, by the way. Nothing against Eddie Thorpe, but I've just... I'm, I've fallen in love with Dijak this year. It, I love him. I don't mind this. The, it's, it's too fun a place. This always feels a little bit cartoonish, but I enjoy it nonetheless. Yeah, you just kind of do this kind of angle against that backdrop. You're completely right. I just couldn't take it seriously. Like, they could do horrific things. So he gets it's, like knocked over in the car park by a car like once every other month. Yeah, like proper like well, they're dead then. It's like, probably behind those attacks. Indie Hartwell. Oh yeah. Funny though, it is funny. That's funny. <laughs> Shouldn't be though. No. You know where we're off to next. Chase you. Uh, Andre Chase is uh, trying to raise a bit of money for the financial problems for the university. Uh, they raised sixty six dollars from the bake sale. And $245 from a car wash. Genuinely astonished they didn't do a sexy car wash segment. Aye, amazed. Amazed they didn't. That'd be the sort of thing around the time of a PLE where, like, that's where the characters would be talking about the show to come. Yes. <laughs> and, and speaking of washed, which this car is, <laughs> Roxanne Perez is looking that way lately until she, unless she can turn it around. Yes. Speaking of wipers, he's going to wipe the floor with you. There you go. Uh, and Duke says, so they go, oh, it's pretty good. Well done, guys. And Duke says, that's one quarter of one quarter of one quarter of one quarter of bloody interest, you idiots. Uh, and Chase is like, ah, uh, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And Duke's like, you will? You look like a piece of <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> Really good timing. Um, and... Well, JC, JC kind of she had she had all the ideas last week and didn't get asked, and so now she's kind of bit of in a bit of a mood. But uh, she sat with that sat there with Thea, who's watching the show. Yeah, while, whilst being on it. So this had a soundtrack. No, she gets sent away. This had a soundtrack and camera cuts, but we were led to believe that this segment was, was live, hundred percent live because Thea it blew my mind. This so it she blew my mind. This going, oh, hang on, I'm on this, which means that in the next segment, so right, all of the Chase Hughes segments just happening. I just thought they were all pre-tapes <laughs> because of the, you know the way that normal <laughs> television <laughs> works. The idea that there is post-produced, like, okay, that obviously it's post something that's already happened, so it can't actually be happening. Cause it's post. And maybe that's also why JSU keeps losing money. They keep sacking students. There's a financial scandal going on, and they say, don't forget to come to your lecture at 9 p.m. at night. With a live sound engineer who's yeah. just hired to create, I don't know, more, more of a drama surrounding also, their, their, their education. Does that technically mean he's lectures about two minutes? And they yeah. go, okay, well, see you next another, week. Another one done. And then, like, one week, nobody's, like, somebody hasn't been watching NXT. Sounds like my university course, that. <laughs> Honestly, nine hours and oh, nine hours was absolutely what else? What else were you doing when you weren't in lectures? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just one of the Chase students burst in. Stop everything. We're on telly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Is that why we can't hang anything on that wall? Four cameramen shooting from different shots. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, Thea's watching the show and she goes, Oh, Riley Osborne's up next. And uh, JC's like, well, we go and watch him then in the Chase U section. She's like, is that allowed? I'm like, how do you not know that that's allowed? There's an entire... Se- You've appealed to them. There was people walking out of your match. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, because uh, they, they, get, they get the pass to go from Andre Chase. And then you think, okay, well, segment's finishing now. We've had our fun for this week. But no, no, no. Pay attention, please. <laughs> Script is here with a briefcase. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Love it when a character enters this world, this chase you world. What's in the briefcase? See you next week for more Galbo. <laughs> I love it. I f***ing love it. <laughs> Problems, solutions, storytelling. Correct. It's just great, isn't it? <laughs> and we'll, we'll what, more... what are you doing this, Chris? <laughs> absolutely spunked that story now. That incredible, real-life, yeah. horrific story. <laughs> spunked it. Yeah. Absolutely spunked it. <laughs> He's <laughs> on his 18th character. <laughs> University <laughs> investor. You're going to think that briefcase is a bottle of wine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we still recording? Yeah, yeah. So, all, right. all good. Um, so, an error message flash up on your screen. Then. I have my ad blocker updating. Um... So Blair and Cora are backstage uh, arguing, basically. They basically just argue here and then go, oh, it's going to kick their ass. Don't use ad blockers on YouTube. No, no, no. I wouldn't do it for that. Um, and then we get another match in the NXT breakout tournament. It is Keanu Carver, who I'm fairly certain was the guy with grit. Yeah. Versus, hang on, I've got a button for this. Riley Osborne. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> did you think he made a new button there? He's like a uh, handsome Brit. Yeah. And like, don't American lasses love British accents? That terrible plot from Love Actually. <laughs> Just this, that dickhead. Oh, God, that, that dickhead arsehole. from my family. Like, I'm going to go out a bloody America and get laid. Colin, and shag he, foul birds at once. He goes into one bar on his first night. It works. There's Alicia Cuthbert, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Denise Richards is involved. Great. This worked a treat. Oh, he had to sleep naked. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I booked my tickets first to first flight to America when I watched that okay. film. <laughs> yeah. And he's got a big knob. Colin. <laughs> nice. Uh, yes, so Riley versus Keanu. Um, Osborne looks good. Start off with takes him down. Standing great. Him. Standing Moonsault gets two. Great fun, man. Uh, Keanu comes back with a uh, with a big old too. big old clothesline and a fall away slam. Uh, Osborne starts fighting up, and Thea Hale's cheering him on from ringside, and he gets absolutely f-ing nailed with a pounce. <laughs> and then what happens? Literally, like I would say, less than fifteen seconds later, <laughs> like, literally less. I was annoyed with this. He gets immediately gets back up off the back of this <laughs> Monty Hall esque pounce. Gets up. Uh, Push him off the top and hits a shooting star press for the win. Yeah. Uh, why? Why go? Why do that pounce? Yeah. You can't have this kick, can you? You can't be like, well, he's got a kick ass pounce, but yeah. he's going to lose. Well, don't deliver it here. Honestly, <laughs> book him against somebody else. I honestly thought, like, that I had my phone in my hand, just drifted onto it, and I'd missed two minutes, so I rewound it. I was like, Are you joking? <laughs> it's terrible. But most importantly, Riley rolls on. Oh, my God. Do you want to Colin Osborne and his big knob? Do you want to do the segment here? That immediately not it was a bit in between with the boring bastards, but should we talk about? Yeah. Okay, so Riley's walking backstage and Thea and JC are following him basically. And JC's encouraging Thea, go, go and talk to him. Uh and uh she says, You all right? All right, Riley? He goes, Oh yeah, yeah, no, really happy with the win. Um, I uh, appreciate you being out there. And Thea's like, oh, I appreciate you. I mean, uh, uh, uh yeah. She goes, are you from round here? He goes, no, from the UK. And he goes, uh, anyway. Yep, see you later, guys. <laughs> he goes, uh, he goes, probably going to go and take a shower. And she's like, yeah, you need it. I mean, uh, you don't need it. You smell great. You're a bit sweaty, though. 
and he leaves. <laughs> JC James like what they're doing here is it? Well, wait a second because uh, JC's like room for improvement there, and then Kiana James and Izzy, who helped her out at Inity D Lane, come up uh, and say he's cute, and then he's like, what? They say, oh, you got a bit of a crush on him, and they have a bit of an argument, and that sets up the tag match for next week. Is this guy just oblivious to her obvious, obvious, uh, you know, arousal? Yeah. Or is he just like... Well, so I think the inclusion of Keanu James and Izzy was key here. Because we're gonna, he's gonna realize along the way that Thea Hale might be the one for him. Yes, and then he's gonna work up the courage to say something to her, and for some reason she's gonna have a back to him, and he's gonna say, "Look, I've been wanting to say this for a while. I have been picking up the signals. I haven't picked up the signs. And if you want to go out sometime, that'd be fantastic." The blonde-haired woman turns around, and it's Izzy. <laughs> it's and then they have to have sex. He's like, sex. He's like, like oh. completely different sizes. He's like, oh no, she's wearing like a red t-shirt. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's definitely Thea. I don't need to. Ask. She's far away, so I can't judge how small she is. I don't is. need to double check first. I'll just say I love you. And then, like, and then, <laughs> to and, go then together. and then, <laughs> oh no! And then it pans over. This is the camera, obviously. Pans over to Thea Hale. <laughs> And then clearly, they could just say, I was talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know you who's like three feet away from me? I was actually talking to you, but no. There would no, have to be an episode. have got to go on a date. A yeah, for some reason, they have to go because on Because this will pay off around Valentine's Day. We're looking at a two-month thing here, so it's like, you know. What, um, what oh, NXT the, event? The, 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 the a special date. Yes, correct, that, yeah. Clearly. Or or they do go out, right? And then she catches Riley Osborne chatting to some of the other lads that chase you about. He's being really like braggadocious about it. And then they go to meet up, and they go to the fun fair, right? And she, he's like, well, what's the hair wearing? Jason Jane's giving another makeover. <laughs> Tell me about it, stirred. Grease, but... Or, or, they're in school, right? Question, do you ever ask anyone out in school? No. You say, can you tell your mate I that did. I fancy them? I did. Okay. <laughs> Right. There's a little voice. Inside. Like, There's a little voice inside uh, going. That's a shagger, actually. <laughs> Year twelve. Year twelve. I was like, now's about the time. That's a sixth form. Then. You kind of like Santa's signals. Year twelve. Yeah. I was a f-ing loser, man. And you're like, <laughs> not asking. And no one's going to say yes in year eleven until I get a strokes of Jason haircut. <laughs> and then maybe I can, you know. <laughs> so year eleven, no good. But in year twelve, I got my GCSEs. Check these. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I get some strange. But Riley says. I fancy your mate. Can you tell her? Will JC Jane do it? Because or all of this is so a, many sto- uh, so much potential. All of this is a little bit meta, a little bit sort of like behind the behind the curtain. Because in real life, Thea Hale has already got a British bull, right? Ooh. So she's like thinking, I might go on a if date. You know who that is? Well, we'll get to that, right? Because she's thinking, oh, I might I might go on a date with this new handsome British hunk. <laughs> But then, just as they're about to go out, all of a sudden, when I'm cleaning windows, what the f***ing hell's going on here, Fear? <laughs> and that's We're just having a chat. Well, you know what happens when people hear you having a chat? <laughs> See what happened to me the other week. But I heard, heard you having a chat from, like, sort of two rooms away. But I sped over here as quick as I could. And I've got some hard-hitting home truths for you. We're already f***ing. And they have a match. They have a match. <laughs> or he's cleaning the windows of Church uh, University. <laughs> A 
bloody hell's going on here? His new talk show segment's called Confessions of a Window Cleaner. <laughs> oh, I've got to go back to Team Gulak. Oh, do oh I, we God. We don't actually have to. No one would ever know. Absolute whiplash. From Dragon Lee's no one would ever ask. They yeah. put this in between. They were like, bit of chase you, this, yeah. then a bit of chase you, because Dragon Lee's walking backstage. Come the, on, Bevo, eat your carrots. <laughs> and <laughs> you can have your roast. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're called the No Quarter Catch Crew, apparently. I hate them. <laughs> and he says, well done. Um, nice tribute to Wesley, but does... No quarter. No quarter catch crew. Probably man. no quarter given none ass. Well, I didn't ask for this. No. Yeah. <laughs> and they say it's relevant. And, fitting. Them and Gallus have got like their own Christmas party that nobody else oh, goes to. God. <laughs> Both on the show next week. Yeah. Bad vibes night out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, they say is this Wesley yeah. dedication title defense a one-time thing? And he's like, no, it's every week. And he says, cool, we accept. Uh, and you'll find out which one of the boring bastards you're facing next week. I bet he's like Miles Bourne. It's easy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Um, oh yeah, get in. I was like, oh, back to wrestling. No, no, no. Cora Jaden Blair Davenport versus Nikita Lyons and Lyra Valkyria. Uh, Lyons look great back in the ring. She gets cut off. She gets worked over. It's a great though. Uh huh. Carry on. Uh, we go to a break. We wary of hyperbole. Recently buys us one thing, but you know, come on. Okay. She looked great. Like good to see her back in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toshiaki Kawada. Was great. There was some amazing discourse that opened up last night about Rhea Ripley and Maxine Dupree, by the way. Like, because everybody's got a super fan. So, like, the Maxine Dupree defense force came like, uh, this was her against Lash Legend last week. So, I think this was more of a Rhea Ripley issue. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, more substantially, numbers Rhea Ripley out of fans were like, I'm going to f***ing second. <laughs> and it was like two groups of people that have never watched wrestling in their goddamn lives arguing about who they were standing. It was remarkable. Like, I did not, I'm glad I missed it, to be perfectly the honest. Just dump. There's, there's, uh, Actually, so there's we a. We all agree Nijax needs to be champion. There we go. Yeah. Um, so, the champ, Lyra Valkyrie, gets the hot tag after a break. Um, and she's, she's dominating. Um, until she goes up top, glances at ringside, and there's Dayton Beckley with a feather. <laughs> Clambering over the guardrail was so funny. I have arrived. She's watched Bob. She's watched Bob. Yes. The greatest all-time scariest person in the history of television and film. I thought, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> so <laughs> it was so funny as well. So the distraction means she misses her crossbody. A crossbody that... Even if Blair Dumble hadn't ducked, she would have missed anyway. She <laughs> flew halfway across the ring. Davenport gets her up. Lions makes a save. Lions gets knocked out of the ring. There's a blind tag uh, to bring Cora Jade into it. And then Cora Jade and Lyra Valkyria collide. Davenport just nails um, Lyra Valkyria with a, a knee to the face. Uh, Lions pulls Davenport out of the ring. But, of course, Cora Jade is the legal person. And so she just goes over her, steals the win. One, two, three. And after the match, Tatum comes in, gets rid of Nikita, and then caresses like Valkyria with her feather. <laughs> Best. Can't think much of the match. No, me neither. I, I, Cora Jade's, I just pinned the champ. Yeah, it was quite good. Again, quite in character. It, this is so funny. Like, get away from her. <laughs> I will stroke her better. <laughs> Wasn't like, it? I, don't I was like, get away from me. Oh, I'll just see her, actually. I don't even think it was lesbian pollen. Shout out OSW. Incredible observation that unfortunately still rings true in some cases. Oh, yeah. This was just like, I'll cut up to you better. Well, she likes him. She just got fan of birds. Yeah. Just, what are the, what, it's like. There, what, a word, there is a word for that. Bird fancier. Ornithologist. 
that right? I don't know. Hornithologist on NXT. So I asked the question, but you don't know the answer. So what we talk about? Yeah, I think so. Hank and Tank. Uh, they're chatting back. Hornithologist and six one. Hank and Tank are backstage. Probably good because their their match got moved. Obviously, as uh, we've mentioned earlier, for this yeah, women's tag. Thank God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they said, "Oh, we can't wait for Gallus, me." Uh, and they say, "Oh, piss off, <laughs> piss off, and drown your sorrows." And Hank says, "We got more hot, more hot than all three of you." And uh, Joe Coffey's like, "I'm not getting involved in all this." And so. Hank and Tank leave, and they go, what about them, eh? And then you hear a horn going off. <laughs> Might as well be a banter alarm. <laughs> <laughs> because Joe Gacy's sat on a forklift truck with a car down as a construction worker. He's absolutely <laughs> loving it. Look at this. I was a bit concerned about Joe Gacy, but I don't think they've nailed it. Because he said, hey, Joe! It takes a Joe to know a Joe. And what's better than Joe? A cup of Joe. And he drinks some coffee and spills it all down his beard. And they all just go, what bloody hell was that? This was the week where it made sense. So he's gone a bit mad. He's thrown his phone off a building. And he's like, oh, it's Vic Joseph. How cool is this? Oh, I'm in a forklift, are you? Like, and then he cannot get anything right. Can he a little bit clumsy? I think he's going to be average Joe. Yeah. That's that's what it's all been leading towards. He couldn't win like when he was at his best, allegedly. Average Joe. And we're going to be at the end. So it's going to it's gonna be another Von Wagner. Where it's it's like, ironic that they're calling him an average Joe because he's actually crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's going to be one week where like, Vic's going to just say, is he going to be above average? I'm going to be like, oh, God, I please hope he is. <laughs> like the next Von Wagner project has started. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's Joe. Okay, let's Joe. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, main event time. Here comes Trick Williams. Huge whoop that trick chance. Uh, he hypes up the crowd, but he says he's getting right to business. Because uh, a great promo. He said Deadline he's was the a- best. Mm-hmm. Deadline was a movie. He walked into this match against the best in NXT and walked out. Um, usually he'd, he'd come out and bury all of his opponents, but not this time. Nothing but love. They put on a banger. Uh, and he said, look, there's an NXT award show at the end of the year, and I'd put that match up against anything NXT's done. Uh, he said, look, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I was in the ring with some dogs, but they made one mistake. They forgot I was been, I've been balling my whole life. I'm Trick Curry. I'm Mike Trick. I'm 23 in LA. I'm Trick James, bitch. Uh, he says... Yes! Really great. In three weeks, we have new... Has anyone enunciated bitch quite as well as Trick Williams did on NXT last night for a long time? I think so. Unbelievable. Uh, and he says that it's going to be the baddest. They all match. try. Mm. That right. rock video that does the rounds, isn't it? Shut up, bitch. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Trick's got him licked. Yeah. Um, Lick Williams. <laughs> it's going to be the baddest man in NXT versus the hottest thing under the sun. This brings out Ilya Dragunov, who, well, I mean, if he was watching that promo, he probably thought it was. <laughs> Very entertaining. Uh,. He says, you got a bit weird again at the weekend, Ilya. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to hug his head so tight? Oh, weird. <laughs> Felt sorry for Baron Corbin. I'm going to hug your head and I'm going to punch it to death. <laughs> Thanks, Ilya. <laughs> Vibe's gone off again. Whatever works. <laughs> 
He says that a few months ago we stood in the ring together and uh, you thanked me for pushing you to a whole new level. Um, but I've got to say I admired your courage. I was proud of you. I couldn't watch live. Uh, I was uh, getting ready for my own match, but I watched it later and I saw you snatch victory from the jaws of defeat in the final moments. Uh, you're riding a wave of momentum, barely seen before. He even starts a whoop that trick chant. He says, look, it's the talk of all WWE, uh, but with respect to your journey, it, you, 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 uh, it's going to come to an end. Uh, and Trick says, look, if I'd have looked you in the eyes a few months ago, uh, I'd have tried to play it cool and, and wondered if I could have beat you. But that's, it's not then. It's not, it, it, I'm not who I was. I'm the man here in NXT, and in three weeks, I'm going to beat the best NXT has to offer and become the next NXT champion. It's absolutely, yeah. Love Trick Williams. Mm -hmm. um, Ilya says, "I like, I like you, Trick, but I've suffered too much to become a champion. Way too much to stay a champion. I'll do whatever it takes to remain NXT champion." And then, do you want to talk about this or just <laughs> Trick Williams for real? Like he can't win this he, match. He needs, he needs a great singles match. He's, yeah. uh, I mean, this is great matchmaking because mm -hmm. the best he's ever looked, funnily enough, was against. Um, Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. Mm. That match was very entertaining. <laughs> but you know, I just wish he was a bit better in the ring. I you, well, you need it. You do need it. Well, this could be it because I don't think anyone's thinking he's going to win the title. And this feels like it's there to further the like mellow thing ahead of Sand and Deliver or whatever's coming for that. But I, I agree. Like the match, this was where I thought I want to watch this title match, even though I think another winner. And that's yeah. because Trick's just so infectious and it's so exciting to watch him. Because here comes uh, Carmelo Hayes. Limping down to the ring. He says, oh, I'm really sorry to interrupt all this, but he can't wait any longer. Um, you know, that business that I had to take care of, this is that. Uh, for two months, my name's been dragged through the dirt. It ends tonight. I know who attacked you, and I know who attacked me. And then he's like, well, seems like you've got something important to take care of. See you later. Um, and Mello's like, don't you go anywhere, because the person who attacked me was Ilya Dragunov. I can't believe this. He says, you took both of us out. He says, what are you talking about? I've got nothing to do with it. Mello says, come on, think about it. It's getting desperate, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Who gains more than Ilya Dragunov? He attacks you, Tricks. He don't have to deal with both of us. Uh, and Ilya's like, I knew you were arrogant, but you're delusional as well. Mello says, look, he knew if he pitted us against each other. He knew. And then attacked Trick. <laughs> the whole world will point the finger at me. Um, this has all been his plan since... NXT Halloween Havoc. Uh, Ilya, he didn't say that part. Ilya said, I didn't attack you, if you ever even were attacked. <gasps> and Trick says, tell me you didn't just say that. But just playing on his relationship with Booker T. Um, and Ilya says, I didn't attack you. I didn't attack him. You need to talk to your mate. Meadow says, well... We're on the same page now, and there's nothing you can to do to stop that. You need to have your title taken away. And he tries to grab the title from Ilya Dragunov. There's a brief struggle for it. And he gets it away from Ilya Dragunov, but spins around and nails Trick in the face with it. No, this is ends. pretty stupid. Awesome. So <laughs> the show ends. <laughs> Trick Williams is on the ground. Needs helping up. Melo's holding the title. Ilya Dragunov. Can't believe what's just happened. Mello's guilty is echoing around the arena. Well, I can't decide if they're pivoting now and they want to want to tell us that it's Mello, but I still love the idea that it's not and that he was just involved. And mm. when he, a bit of a Drew McIntyre thing here, when he turns on Trick and he attacks him, and I think, by the way, 
Dragunov beats Trick within an inch of his life. Trick survives, but he's selling the injuries. And then, like, on the next NXT, Melo just destroys. But as it, like, Trick comes out on a crutch. Gave me the fight of my life. I nearly had him, and then he kicks a crutch. Something really cruel, you know? Like, Melo can say, I didn't attack you, but the fact that you never trusted me and you believed each and every one of these fans and you listened to the whispers and the rumours, you're the one that's at fault for You're to blame for what I did to you. And then the attacker is revealed as whoever. And got like a hot hand with a new heel. But I do like Carmelo Hayes, as Sidge points out, getting desperate. Not because he's worried he's going to get caught, but because the NXT title and the fame and the glory has just basically gone to his mate. Like he's no longer him. And Why not both? And even he sees that. Yeah, he should be able to share in his mate's joy and they can live with it together, but he can't. The jealousy is getting the better of him. I really, really love this. Who done it? as well as the Carmelo Trick stuff now. I like this more, way more, in fact, for Trick's promo than a pretty contrived way to further the tension of the conflict. Like, one was ironically good. The other was earnestly fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Give him the belt and put him on the main roster after a year in the LA Dojo. <laughs> one final thing I wanted to, to suggest here is, yes, obviously, Ilya retains uh, next week. You could you could do... Uh, not next week. Um, you could do... Mellow accidentally costs him, or whatever you whatever you want to do there. I like the close but no cigar thing, and he's suffering the injuries. You're close, but I've got a little suffering from the injuries. And Mellow says, "Look, we both know I didn't attack you, um, but you know I'm looking after you, my mate, and uh, you're in a bit of a you know bad place right now with not winning the title. And uh, where do we go when we need to you know, kind of regroup?" We go to the barbershop, but obviously you're injured. So I've brought the barbershop to you. <gasps> Here's a barbershop window oh and a chair. Oh, my God. Are going to make him come? For God's sake. Oh, my God. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks. Uh, I did it on his barf. Yeah. Yeah, love that. Love that. But very excited to see where we go from here. Traveling barbershop, traveling clubhouses like the bit in The Simpsons where all the buildings are on cars. <laughs> yes. There's a WWE touring circuit at this point. <laughs> Uh, but another sensational episode of NXT, as always. Uh, let us know your thoughts in the comment section or on X at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow our brilliant producer at It's Adam Nicholas. And as, as I said, follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, we'll be back a little bit later on today to preview AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the NXT Review. My thanks to Hamlet, to Zero, to Stacks, to Nicholas. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 